Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 224 for February 26th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is the very handsome Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's Top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat Wink, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Before I pretend to listen to what you guys were going to say with what you're working on, I want to address something from last week, and that is the dozens of hate mail that I've received <laughs> and the awful Facebook vitriol I've had to deal with all week. Let me clarify a couple of points for you, gentlemen. Um, Do it politely. At no, po- at no point... Did I say that get I have started, a- can I just point out that um, we tried to stop you? We did. We we literally tried. <laughs> You're not helping. I'm just saying. It's the opposite we of help. We got your back, Phil. Let him we dig his own hole. Hate mail. We love you. You have my back as you've got your knee on it while a bus rolls over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Holding your hair back while we hold your head underwater. <laughs> exactly. Let me get this out of your face. Um, so I never said that I have a, a problem with tradespeople. I love tradespeople. The fact of the matter is, what I said was, is that to a layperson, someone who is not a tradesman, mudding a wall looks more artistic. However, if you know what you're talking about, you take off a junction box, you can see when an artist, such as an electrician, has operated on said junction box. I mean, for crying out loud, my passion, the thing I love most in the world behind my wife and my children is a trade. So I'm glad that's out there. And for anyone who misunderstood what I said, I apologize for you on misunderstanding what I said. However, I love tradespeople. I, I, I would like to help Phil out. Well, I think if I could translate, I think all he was really trying to say was that the beauty and the art of plumbing and electrical is hidden by the by the sheetrock. That's all. It's just that. Exactly. It, yeah. That's yeah, all. exactly. But we decided to twist his saying. words for him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, just and, guys, and let me really know if I can. Uh, Wood talk is back on the air. Yeah. No, I do. That's not topical here. But I will say, uh, I am going to downgrade my email plan to not have to deal with the onslaught that I received <laughs> recently. So, just putting that out there. Um, but it was interesting that something like this like it's clearly a misunderstanding that we're all joking around here uh but some some like some things were revealed throughout this entire process that make you question your own self-esteem which is always fun at almost 40 years old you know i would like to point out also phil that um you can't let the body of what is pinsky's work and artistry in itself be downgraded by just a handful of concerned people who may not have understood what was going on. That's all. I just think the controversy actually drives numbers for our listening stuff, so that's... Yeah, and that's the other thing I was going to say. It's it's, it's okay if you want to live under the bus because it's better for us. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very drippy of oil under here, but yeah. I appreciate what you just said, Bill. It, it really means a lot. Do we know any mechanics? And now moving on. Any mechanics that can help fix the leaks on the bus? What do you think of mechanics? <laughs> <laughs> I love mechanics. They're artists. Too bad their artistry is covered by the hood of the car. Huh? Uh, yeah. No, no, it's I think the body it's guys. The body guys. Are the no, body no. guys are no. You can hear it in the sound of the exhaust. The artistry that goes into a mechanic's work. That is moving true. along quickly. On nice cars. You really uh, can. What are you up to? Oh. Uh, Tim will go last because we know what he's up to. Uh, Bill, you go first. I am chugging away on my uh, my workbench redo thing, and uh, it's fun. I haven't done something like this in a little while, so what I discovered was 
uh, again, what a pain in the butt. It is to video something when you're taking it as it comes, right? I'm, I'm figuring stuff out while I'm working on it. Like I was saying, I needed to build risers uh, to bring this bench up because one of the things I didn't like about the Harbor Freight table is that it was too low. Uh, what I ended up realizing is that when I put my special uh, thank you, Andrew Aragon, my vice that he gave me when I wanted to mount that underneath the Harbor Freight bench, I didn't have enough room for the drawers to go up, right? So I had to oh. I had to build up. So what I decided, well, why don't I build risers on the top of the bench as opposed to the bottom? So oh, clever. I used the legs of my work, my old workbench to create a base underneath the top which gave me room to put the vice under and then the drawers and everything else will go under that. So it's fun. I'm, I'm having fun with that. It's going along. Then I was telling these guys, uh, my father-in-law gave me a cutting board that his dad got when he was a kid, I believe, or anyway, a bank from almost 200 years ago uh, got remodeled. They took the benches or the seats in this bank and they made a bunch of cutting boards out and they gave them out to people. My, my father-in-law's father ended up with one of them. He tried to carve in the drip edge inside of it it's just it's an old 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 cutting board and he wants me to refinish it and uh route out make it look nice and just for i thought that was really cool so that's what i'm up to that and trying to save phil's bacon well it's a big job um i got a uh it's weird to say but i got a commission job from a friend of mine from back in the day reached out to me because you know he sees that I do woodworking or whatever on Instagram and stuff, and we haven't spoken in a while, but it was good to see him. And uh, he is into, like, sports memorabilia, and he goes to all these, like, sports memorabilia shows and stuff. Yep. And uh, and sometimes he displays, and he wanted me to build him some um, some display boxes. So nice. basically oh, cool. a, a plywood box, like a briefcase kind of thing, but with <clears throat> plexi in the front so you mm-hmm. can see what's in it. Well, anyways. It's like a shadow box. So, almost, um, yeah. 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 Well, so is yeah. this so he can store it, but when he pulls it out to show people, he doesn't have to take them out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right, because uh, you don't want to touch yeah. it. So like, you know. Right. Like baseballs valuable, and like yeah. whatever, maybe jerseys and stuff. I don't know. Mm. Um, but then I have a buddy of mine who was talking to me about like YouTube and whatever, and uh, and I and he and he I don't know whatever. It landed up that we decided that for the next video that I do, that he's going to be my cameraman. So it's going to be fun to to. Add a little bit of dynamic uh, interaction on the next video, so we'll see how that turns out. It might be fun to do that with another person, and we could riff back and forth. Um, and so, I guess can this I make, memorabilia can I make video. One suggestion that will make it a viral video. <laughs> okay. You each drink a six pack before you start the process. I uh, I we can't do that. It's funny. He could have he could have a six pack. That would be even funnier. But like, I can't use a table saw with. Uh, well, no, don't have the table saw. Just film the interaction between you two. Like, yeah. With, with you trying to follow, like, if he's, like, slowly leaning over because, you know, the camera, then you're trying to follow the camera, and you guys are just constantly giggling. Yeah. Just two drunk idiots yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, saying. that's what we need more content of is people being idiots and being their worst versions of themselves online. That's what we need more of. I don't well, think do anyone has done drinking. that. I'm just saying you <laughs> have a good time doing it. Um, that's actually an, an interesting thing uh, that it, it sort of ties in. Maybe we'll talk about it more if I we get to it with our topic. Uh, All right. Cheesy ways Topical. of trying to make uh, yeah. <laughs> a million views. Well, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, oh, we should. We'll get there. Yeah. Viral. Something. Something viral. That would have been a cool topic. I like what we did. I like what we did. I like our topic. Um, I don't care what we so talk about. I like much. that title. I'm going to use that title every week for the next month. <laughs> that will get old. <laughs> Anyway, so I have these. Uh, I have the material stacked up in my garage right now, ready to go f- to make two of these uh, twenty-four by thirty-six inches uh, cool. boxes. That's a, whatever. It's gonna be shirts in them then, right? Case. That size. Oh, I he's gonna maybe. I guess maybe shirts. Maybe multiple items in each box. Maybe. Yeah. That's a big box. I know. Anyway, so uh, you know, always good to get paid. Like I didn't have to buy the materials, and I'm getting paid to do them, and I'm gonna make a video about them. So awesome. pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the way yeah. to do it. Tim. You're up. This is well anticipation. I, bef- before we get into our topic, I had this one thing that I kind of never noticed before, and I'm uh, I was logging into our the our host page for our our podcast, and I found these stats, and I thought there were, some of these stats were kind of interesting. Um, oh. So this is for the last seven days. We our top listener is Dan Brent. 
uh, who, huh. who listened to uh, we have we have three of them. We have Dan Brent uh, and uh, Beatrix with a bunch of X's Russell, who both listened to two podcasts in the last week, and then for some reason Dave Lindner, who listened to one podcast, is also a top listener this week, even though there were multiple thousands of people that listened, but those three got singled out <laughs> as being our top listeners, so congratulations. I wanted to give that award. Oh. Um, huh, that's very invasive of you to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't have, but uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> uh, the, the top country was, of course, the United States uh, for the most listens. Uh, but the top city was South Ozone Park, New York, for whatever reason, has uh, most listeners in the United States of America. Um, so or one really enthusiastic listener. Yeah, who, yeah. Yeah, who has a that lot. That week, because a lot of times it's Portland. Well, how many, how many hundreds of hours are there in a week? Uh, uh, 24 times 7, I don't know, 150. Yeah, Definitely more than one person. It could be maybe like 10 people, the amount of people in South Ozone Park, New York, listen to us. There's 694 in that one city. Um, so if you're from South Ozone Park, New York, uh, thank you. And uh, leave, yeah. a, leave a review and tell us why you listen 694 <laughs> times. <laughs> but what I thought was interesting, uh, this is all, I'm just sort of prepping the kind of information we have here, this crack research that I did. Uh, what I thought was interesting is that, so of course the top country was the United States, which is no big surprise, so seeing as how two of us are based in the United States. But the second country is Nor- Denmark. Norway. Oh, I'm so close. Yeah, with a, with um, 115 listens, and 92 of them came from Eidsvall, Norway. Which, um... Classic well, Eidsvall. Hello, Norway! Yeah, so... <laughs> so we're, like, we're like really big in Eidsvall, Norway. We could... We should probably... So we want to thank you, and again, if you're from Eidsvall, Norway, write in. Let us know what's so boring up there that you're listening to us, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, what? it's the only reason I don't go to Eidsvall, because I don't want to get recognized all the right. time. Right, I know, i got to wear dark sunglasses, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but what, yeah. What do you guys think? Look, we've been, we've been talking about taking this gig on tour. What do you say we make Eidsvall, Norway our first stop? I, I love Heck the yeah. idea. Right? Um, I take back everything I said about not wanting to be recognized. Hmm. <laughs> but I just I just thought that was really interesting that Norway was our second uh and then then the United Kingdom came in third which you know is what I figured would have been second. Um So it's does anomalous. Bill's one you know, listen from Canada count? Canada's not even registered. Guys, it it, it fluctuates tomorrow you'll, you'll check it and then it's cuz it's a rolling 7 days. Right. So it'll be different every day. Well all right, well let's Usually do... it's like usually it's the UK and Canada and Australia would be our like Here's second, a... third, fourth. I'm going to do the past, I'm going to do all time. I'm going to click it to all time. Let's see what we got. Uh, I'm not going to read names anymore, I guess. Is it, is it okay if I read names? Yeah, it is. I mean, They're not, you're I not. mean it is, but I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, we're we're okay, a family-friendly show. Only family-friendly people are listening. You can read the names. I bet you people get a kick out of that. Um, yeah. Uh, Bill's probably right. Go for it. Let's make some celebrities happen for our dozens of listeners today. Okay, well, our, our top listener of all time is Matthew Dobbins, who's listened... Thank to, you, wow. Matthew. Yeah, and then, and then the second one is a name that we know very well, Ragtie. Hey! <sighs> and, uh, now, there's, if we could pause for a second and just... Um, who doesn't love Ragtie? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he likes us enough to listen. And then... Um, and then right. <laughs> a lot. Uh, Michael Cummings is in third place, um, and they're all have. Thank you, Michael. Like they've all listened to more than uh, the episodes more than once, or some episodes at least some episodes more than once, which I I find interesting. It could just be that they like butt dialed us while they were sleeping. I don't know. <laughs> the podcast just kept playing. <laughs> no, but it, let's say like let's say you accidentally skipped right. to like minute forty five, and then you came back. Yeah, it counts as a second. To like minute five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, the top countries of the United States, of course, and then United Kingdom does come in second, followed by, oh, Canada in third place. And you're right, top city is Portland, Oregon, and then followed by, in the U.S., they're all U.S. cities, Chicago, Illinois, followed by Denver, Colorado. So, I thought that was... Wow, that's because that's where Spags lives. West. Oh, Thank you. Spags, yeah. Yes, it's, Spags, Spags is not a top yeah. listener, though. <laughs> he uses a fake name. Uh, yeah. I believe it's Dan Cummings. Uh, and Michael Cummings. <laughs> Michael Cummings is what he that's uses. His, what I mean. That's his alias. Yeah. That's Spag's fake name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's his pseudonym. 
Yeah. Okay. I just thought that was, uh, I didn't know that this was here and it's the graphics and the information are laid out with like pretty pictures of flags and stuff. So I, it was shiny, bright colors. <laughs> so I wanted to read it. <laughs> If it was exciting. Thank if it was you just everybody. if it was just text, I would have skipped it, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need shiny. Yeah. Okay, but that was. All I right. thought that was interesting. I agree with you. That is interesting. I, I, Tell us what you're working I, on. I, I, Bill, say stuff. No, I'm good. I, I was just I'm flabbergasted seriously about the the different places around the world where people listen to this podcast. Yeah, Dallas. I mean, how exotic. <laughs> Ooh, ooh la la! That's where they shot Jr. <laughs> um, okay, what am I working on? I am back from workbench con. <laughs> <laughs> We're such dorks. Because like the because like because like, like the movie Wrath of Khan, nineteen eighty two. Two thirds of us are dorks. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, me and Bill. Tim's cool because he came up with that title name. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I guess I guess our topic is I was going to kind of do a little debrief with you guys because we haven't talked about it and um, and just sort of it's now. So if you don't know what Workbench Con is, <laughs> now I have to say it like Con instead of Con. It's <laughs> say it like you're from Connecticut. Workbench Con. If you don't know what Workbench Con yeah, is, there it is. Um, it's yeah. um, it stands it's short for convention, and uh, it's uh, this is the third year they did it. And what it is is it's a it's a convention aimed and targeted towards people that make, but not just people that make like carpenters and woodworkers, but specifically people that make that also make content. So um, the speakers and whatnot that are there, and the programs that are, are designed around maker slash content creators, not just makers. Um, and so I, I wasn't really too sure how I felt about that. Um, but I went with Maker Made CNC because they wanted to go and be a part of it as they they have plans and they're growing their brand and they're and they're interested in, in doing more of their uh, I hate to use the word advertising but it is advertising in this field rather than in more you know the old school mediums and whatnot so they were thinking about renting a booth but it was so expensive they're like oh it's way too much money and I was like I was like well why don't I was like, I know a lot of people that will be there. They're my friends. Like, just come with me. And I'll introduce you to them all, and then you'll be like part of our circle. And so that's what we did. Um, and it was awesome. It was uh, it was awesome. Like, like I said, I was a little skeptical about it because it was sort of targeted towards content creation. Um, but uh, like at the end of the day, if people are getting something out of it, uh, and you know, then it's then it's time well spent. Um, and I, I mean, well, there's definitely, of course, there's things that I would do differently if I were running the show and whatnot. But what was really neat about it was how many people were there. Uh, I'd guess close to a thousand. Um, really? Yeah. Wow, that's huge. It was much bigger I than I thought. That. I would have. I was expecting it to wow. be half the size that it was. Um, and uh, and you know, to me, whenever we do like, if we go to these woodworking shows and maker fairs and stuff, what's always the most interesting part is the hang. It's like the lobby hang, you know, and um, yeah, and just speaking with these people that we sort of half know from our connections online and through the content that they cre they create, and uh, and it's basically like you're in a room of a thousand people that are all passionately nerdy about some specific thing that you never thought about, and then and then a little bit of that rubs off on you, you know, and that's what I yeah. get into about going to those things, and then the other thing that was cracking me up was like everywhere, every conversation you'd be sitting around. You know, half dozen people talking. So while, you know, sometimes people will be kind of just drifting, looking around a little bit, or we're walking and talking, and like every other word out of someone's mouth is like, they really designed this handle wrong. It should be a push plate instead of a pull, you know, and like, and like all these like little comments. <laughs> we, we, we tore that building apart, you know, like, like why is, like there's this, this, this hanging thing from these, we had to actually go up and ask the front desk and research it because there's these things hanging from the ceiling that didn't do any purpose and they had to do with some historical bells that used to hang there and everything. It's just like, why is that there? Like what the, this is really poorly yeah. designed. Like the acoustics in here are terrible. They should put some, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was like, it was like, uh, like almost like the, the maker world's equivalent of like the Jewish nagging mother, you know, <laughs> like, like a thousand of them. Uh, which I thought was right. interesting. With that again, that was like that all those sounds terrifying. All those minds yeah. together. It was um, it was really interesting, you know. Uh, so that's. But I mean, obviously, the podcast isn't going to just be me saying, "Oh, and then I did this, and then I did this." It's going to be more about like that's that is a part of, and it's something we don't talk about too much in this podcast is the the concept of uh, content creation and making and and where they merge and where they dissect and 
and whatnot. So I feel like we talk about it quite a bit, actually. Uh, you know? Well, we maybe, always talk about it at the top of the hour. We talk about it at the top of the hour and the end when we talk about what we're watching. But I, yeah. by design, we didn't want the podcast to be the three of us talking about how we create content. We want it to be a Correct. about how we create things. So today is an allowance to do so, is what you're saying. Right, so today's, yeah, yeah, it's about, like, the creating content. Well, I mean, because you guys, for example, we're, this is what, in several discussions with several people um, at the show, we kind of figured that there's, like, waves of, of uh, Makerdom. There's, like, the, the people that, like, right when YouTube was, like, brand new, that started making stuff, um, like Steve Ramsey, you know, and, and your buddy Spags. And Spags. Yep, yeah, there's, yeah. like, the, like the, yeah. the, uh, the original guard, you know. And then there was like that the yeah, sort Lainey of Shaughnessy, right? Exactly, Laney. And then there was like this the sort of first wave that came out of that, like the Duresta's and uh, and I guess me, I go back about that far, and Izzy, and then and then there was that sort of um, when it all sort of broke, and there was this huge second wave, uh, which is probably where you guys you know came in, and we all sort of met each other and started forming these Facebook groups, you know. And then there was the third mm-hmm. wave of the people that came and said, "Oh, okay, I see what you're doing, and I raise you like amazing cinematography and amazing soundtracks and edited editing stuff." You know what I mean? And now there's this like Jocko, I put him in Laura, and, like, right, those guys. right, and Jackman, yeah. and you know, and all these guys. Yeah. And then and now there's this. Who? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I met him there. Never heard of him. Um, and then there's this this fourth wave of people that are definitely seem to be more like they're focused on content creation because even like when you get into that third wave these are people that were makers first that like dabbled in filmmaking and content creation that merged them but now mm-hmm. I feel like it's coming like the content creation is coming first and then the making is secondary like they're like I want to make films and make content let me pick a, ca- a genre well I took wood class and liked it I feel like it's sort of backwards oh. um, which I mean I, that's it yeah. is what it is it's not necessarily good or bad but it's just a, it's just what I kind of see so on they, the horizon to break their they're trying to break their way into creating content. It's irrelevant on what the content is. They're just trying to well, I don't to I, find a find something that they fit into or that they can uh, manipulate. Not, yeah. not in a bad way, but I mean, it's like hey, right? I don't want to say it's irrelevant. I want to say that it's not. It's not. Maybe not the drive. It doesn't seem like it's the drive. Like they're not the driving factor. Like up through the th- the first three waves, it was like we were all people that were making stuff that that brought cameras in. Now I feel like. Maybe because it's been around so long, and, and so many people grew up in it, it's like they're synonymous. At if not more leaning towards the filmmaking content creation, um, but the, but again, that's what the conference was designed for. So it makes sense that those people would be there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you're right. I think there definitely is a difference between the latest generation of content creators and probably the ones that came before it. It's like I kind of think of it as like somebody who's like dying to be a, a writer like to, to be an author of a book and then searching for a topic and then writing about it versus somebody who's like super passionate about a topic and is like, you know what? Mm. I love this so much. I have to write a book about it. And you sort of see right. the difference. You have that perspective of like somebody who's like sort of like doing it as an exercise to become a writer versus someone who just loves the thing they're writing about so much that just mm. it drips off the page. And I think it's very, very different. Like the, uh, the, the projects that people do when they love the craft so much are very very different they take on bigger challenges they work with different material and the people who are more like coming at it from the other way are going to use like flashier things well that might be attention it might be a, and i'm not saying one's good or bad i'm just saying right. that's the difference well they're like they're you know their, their skill level might be making you know a rectangle table or a river table or something like that but then they can film it and tell the story in this like beautiful yeah. and unique way that makes yeah. the 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 content about that like the entertainment value maybe more than the learning value whereas like the, you know when yeah, like when Laney was making videos sure. in you know 1872 you know it was like uh-huh. it was like we're going <laughs> to we're going to teach you how to do this stuff and and you know it was filmed with a you know a, a 720 you know DPI iPhone and and all that stuff like the you know <laughs> what i mean and uh, and it was like yeah. it was like okay i'm here to learn how to do this and um and then, like where we fit in the second and third, you know, kind of waves or whatever is like sort of somewhere in, in between that, you know. Uh, but it's just, so it's just like as, as it evolves, like there's there's two evolutionary paths: there's Homo sapien, and then there's Neanderthal. <laughs> just kidding. But there's there's two evolutionary paths. One is about content. Is, Which one are we? I have no idea. But one is content is king, <laughs> right? One is about the the yeah. Like I, as I continue to grow and progress, it's about making something that's pushing new boundaries. And my film work is just staying stagnant at best, you know. And then there's other people that are like really pushing that storytelling and that and that that camera work and that, 
you know, the, the, the thumbnail and the, the beauty of it, but they're still, you know, making tables, you know. I actually think you fall into a third camp that is usually not talked about so much, um, and that would be the message. Right? Well, there's yeah. the content, there's the presentation, and then there's the message. Well, that's that's why my and channel think, never really goes anywhere either, though. It's it's because it's not as it does it doesn't have a, a category it fits in, and that's fine. That's why I'm, that's why I want to be. I want to be the stick in the. You're the thirteenth note. Yeah, yeah I want to be a stick in the that button. doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm a river table with no river. <laughs> that's right. You're yeah. You're something. <laughs> but, you know, my, my wife and I were just talking about this uh, just before we started recording, but on a different note, and I didn't even make the parallel until now when you mentioned the authorship, is like Zappos. You know the story of Zappos.com? Yeah, don't they sell shoes? Yes, they sell nothing. Oh, they're almost Amazon now. Well, yeah, but the, 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 the way I heard that story was that it wasn't about shoes. It was about the... the design of the platform to sell they wanted they created a conveyor belt to, to ship product out quickly and efficiently and then uh, be able to do the free returns and to sometimes give free shipping and it didn't oh, matter so what they built logistics first they built logistics first and then they so they had this conveyor belt around the world that was designed to just move product and they said well now what product are we going to fit into it and this it had to be stuff that people you know could try on and then return if it didn't fit in exchange and small for shipping. so shoe boxes fit better than clothes Right, because clothes right. come in different size boxes, shoe boxes they all fit that hole perfectly, um, and so that was where. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like there were two guys passionate about shoes; they were two guys passionate about the, the the marketing and the selling standpoint of it. Or I don't know if it was two guys; it might have been five. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But it was seventeen. Yeah. yeah. But so so know. that doesn't that doesn't make mean it's a bad place to buy shoes. It doesn't make it less valuable than Joe and Joe's you know shoe company that's been around since 1875 yeah. that are just passionate about shoes. Like they they both have a different passion and they they both have a place. But so to me, it was just as a person that studies the world around me, it was just really interesting to sort of see that that paradigm shift happening and to yeah. see it commingling. Well, they, like to to be sitting next to you know to Izzy Swan and then and then another person that is you know much younger than me coming into this from a whole other you know angle it was uh nothing well, i'm saying nothing i'm saying is he's older than me but <laughs> i think there's another category altogether is that um and, and i think it's where i fall into is much more of the being connected in the sharing aspect of it because i'm never going to be a big youtuber i'm just never going to do it i don't have the well that's that desire that's that second wave that was like when we all met on Facebook yeah. and started forming those groups. That's where that's that second wave is, and a lot of guys still make videos from that. Some people kind of gave up. Some people got big. Some people still just do it like you. But we all came into it. That was our mission: was to share our creative thoughts and it's our community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the third wave brought I mean, the I, artistry. I think the to sharing it, aspect of know? it is huge. It's just that there's a lot of people that are doing it for that, and we kind of get left by the the wayside a little bit. I, I have so here's a question for you: with you two, with your all been smartness. Um, I do have people that, that ask me, they want to create content, but for no other reason than to, to maybe just share and, and to, for that connectivity, but they don't want to make videos. So what do, you, what do you say is the description of content creation? Because my description would be probably a lot more basic and simpler than maybe you guys. And what, what are some ideas that you think, what would, uh, what would constitute an actual content creatorness? Right, that they can feel like they're a part of the community. Where it's not making videos, it's not selling stuff, it's not doing all those other things. Maybe it's a. Go. Well, you, yeah, Phil, I want to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> go, can you saw my my brows furrowed? I mean, it depends on a couple of things. Do they want the thing that they're making to be permanent? Like, if you because you could do Instagram stories it's, and just sort of share a thing. little bit. It's, it's not about the no, thing. not the thing. I don't mean about the thing. I mean, do they want the content? the content to last or is it just sort of like here's what I'm working on because if it's just here's what I'm working on you could put it on Facebook you could put it on Instagram stories but the content ultimately for woodworking it'd be kind of like we do a podcast but if you want to share the thing you made and talk about it and be part of the community it's hard to do that over over just audio right it has to be a video or, or it photo it has to be pretty visual I guess I was curious Phil yeah. if you consider pictures as content like that's where I, I know. Was going with that. I know. Not to be honest with you, not really. I think when we say content creators, I think it's pretty ubiquitous that we mean YouTube. No, I, I think, don't think it is think because like, half of these people—not half, but a lot of these people at WorkbenchCon—they're just on Instagram. They're not—they're not on YouTube. 
They're just yeah, but they're 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 not. Uh, I don't I don't think they're who Bill is talking about right now, and I don't. Okay, valid. I don't necessarily consider them. They're not a YouTuber. You know what I mean? Right. Like this community that we sort of joined, right? It's it's like. YouTubers and fans of YouTubers is kind of so, like so here, the people let, let me, that let is. Let me go forward with that because Tim is right. I was actually thinking of pictures because somebody complimented me on the content that I create every day, which is I post a picture every day on Instagram. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like, I want to start doing that. You know, blah, blah, blah. How did you get started? And I gave the whole story about Andy Berkey That's and blame him and blah, 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 blah. So, and I said, yeah, I think that. Just posting a picture on Instagram is is content creation, right? Even even if it's just what you've made, a sunrise, your kid, whatever. If you're trying to reach out to people and getting a reaction from that, and you're getting some kind of connection and conversation about that picture, I think that's content. Maybe not in the sense what con- like what you're saying. Content creation really started as I think YouTube, like you said. It's it's yeah. That's where it became, and that's the I, first time I heard that content creator. But I also hear that a friend of mine is like a a guru in online marketing and the the wave of digital stuff, right? And that's used there as well, content yeah. creation. Yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah. So, uh, what well, you say? Like, I remember the thing vlogging? about language. Yeah. Just like, vlogging would be content, right? I mean, that sure. used to be a thing too before, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the thing about language, in my opinion, is that it's we all sort of use common. Um, terms for things that we just sort of understand and if you want to personally extend some of those definitions then you're free to do so but when you say that term to a group of people who are who have not gotten that instruction from you that this now also means something else you're gonna leave them in the dust I think for most people when you say content creation it's understood that it's video and that it's YouTube and that if you're talking about putting pictures on um, on Instagram that's photography and I think that's what you're doing if you want to call that content creation as well, I, I mean, I, I guess I think you do whatever I think you they want, are. But I would yeah. call that photography. Yeah, I, th- I think they are calling it content creation because Instagram actually isn't, though, since it's changed, it's not just one photo, right? It's like you can put up like a, like five photos to tell a story. You can put up a minute-long right. video. And then there's the stories aspect of it as well. So most of the people that are creating, quote, content on Instagram are not just putting up photos like Bill's photo of the day. So they're creating content by our definitions of it. So, but does that mean that everybody that just puts up photos is also creating content? I think that it's going to be ubiquitous and and include it. I think it does already for younger people. So I'd say to answer the question, anybody that wants to feel connected, don't worry about being a content creator. But if you want to feel connected, any way you can, comment. Just comment. Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean. Yeah. To, I mean, to go back to the original thing that you're saying, you want to be part of the community. Do exactly that. Just be part of the right. community. Exactly what you're saying. You know, share comment. Someone share. Ask, someone ask for advice. Give them your advice. I mean, I, I think that's sort of like the best part of this whole thing, is the ability to reach out to someone with a question or to contribute a piece of information that you know. That's that's what I love the most about it. The YouTube videos, like the thrill, comes probably for a couple of days after you post a video, but after that, it's gone. The ongoing sort of um, relationship that I have with everyone is really where I derive probably the most joy from being part of this whole movement. Mm. You know, personally speaking. Yeah, and and to, if you re, if you do want to be a, a more of a content quote creator, don't be afraid to make a silly video. Seriously, because one of the things that I dig the most, I I I've just discovered that on my YouTube. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's another app that shows you your analytics and all that stuff. And you get, like, as soon as somebody asks a question on one of your older videos, it pops up there and it's kind of, it, it keeps it relevant. So I get that very little. But just recently on the Harbor Freight uh, lathe video where I had to adjust my little tool rest, I, I cut mm-hmm. it off the tool rest because it wasn't going low enough. Well, somebody just reached out and said, hey, I saw that. Couldn't you have just um, loosened up and raised the headstock and the tailstock and put shims under it, right? It's like, I didn't even think of that. Um, I don't think I could have because of the. It would have been over a quarter of an inch. There would have been a bigger gap there, and I'd have to get them even and everything. But still, to have somebody comment from that video that I've got maybe oh, you know twenty eight views on whatever it is, it's still that part of it. It's like that is such part of the sharing in, in the connectivity, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm discussing this thing with this guy in a private message. Now it's like yeah, yeah. He said, well, I got a bigger lathe. I want to try that. Blah blah blah. And yeah, that that connection, that sharing. Uh, from a video 
does give you a little bit more satisfaction, I think. And it does, I think it does kind of qualify you as a content creator. When you, when you actually put something down that can be discussed, looked at again and again, mm-hmm. uh, advice taken from, advice given about, you know, mm-hmm. there's some real content well, well, creativity. What you're doing there, and again, this is my personal opinion, but I, I think I think we would all agree that when you create a video, you're making or you're creating content you're making yourself very vulnerable, right? You're inviting people mm-hmm. into your world. You're presenting them with this this thing that you've birthed and you've put out into the world. And uh, you know, most of the comments have been very positive, but a lot, but you do get some negative stuff there also. So the whole part of the thrill is that is the vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's Absolutely. the scary part, but it's also the thrilling part, you know, to sort of just like with a child. You put something out into the world and it could turn out great, could turn out awful, but it's the possibility of either one of those things, which is what makes it such a, you know, invigorating experience. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny that no matter how big you get to, it still blows me away. Jimmy makes the shack stool. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It's fun. It's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. And I, yeah. you know, I... I I, I go through the comments and some it's still people are just like well you could have done this and you could have done that and it's like don't yeah. you understand the first thing he, if you read the description the first thing he says hey I learned a few new techniques I'm going to apply them to this build right it's not the most efficient way the best way the strongest way the weakest way whatever it's like I want to do this thing and practice some new skills and yeah. Jimmy DeResta still gets crap for it I mean it's I, you know it's, I, it's amazing <laughs> I, I just put out a video this weekend that I expected to perform pretty well for me, and it is um, the the six string uh, bass. bass. Oh, the yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a six string bass guitar I made for a client, and I, I still have it. I haven't actually mailed it to him yet, um, it, like because I always like to let him sit for a week, and then I do like a final tune up before I mail him. So, but he gave me a pretty good way to make money. Just right, keep the money right. and don't ship them the thing. Yeah, I mean, it'll just keep. <laughs> it. I don't know. But, but, it works for me, um, but yeah, uh, it's but great. he gave Sell me again. he gave me permission to put the video out first, even though he doesn't have it yet, you know. And um, and so I kind of emailed him because I saw I was like taken off pretty quickly and getting a lot of views. So I emailed him. I was like, "You, sir, might be the owner of an internet famous base," you know, in quotes, because um, this is you know apparently going to do well. And and we were kind of writing back and forth, talking about that and laughing about it. And I was telling him like, you know, you want it to do good and you want it to get seen, but you don't necessarily want it to go viral because it's like. The, there's like the first wave of people to see it are like the true believers or the subscribers and the people that watch mm. your stuff a lot so it comes up recommended and then if and then they will like it or not like it and so if they like it and this is the best understanding I have of the algorithm so if like your regulars that see your stuff come up in their feeds like it enough to click on it that's going to make it get seen by more people that may be a little bit further out of your circle um, and then that's yeah. like the second wave. It's all waves this week, four waves. Uh, yeah. So then there's like that wave. And that wave is where it's going to start really getting a lot of clicks and doing well. And that's the people that aren't necessarily, you know, the true believers that drink the same Kool-Aid as you. And so that's where you start getting the, the you should ofs and the negative comments and the I would have done it like this, you know. And then if they really started liking and clicking on it, that's when it goes, quote, viral. And that's when it just goes out into the cesspool of horrible people. <laughs> You know, and from there, there's just no point in even reading comments anymore. Like, you know, it's um, the bigger you get, the worse it gets. Right, right. And so that's what you know, Jimmy's stuff goes out into and that. That's cesspool where you want to be really quick, and you, it's yeah. it's great if you want clicks, but it's not good if you want to feel good about your project. Like, you just you just can't, you know, or yourself, or yourself, yeah. or, or humanity. I don't want to feel good about myself. So. <laughs> if you don't want to feel good about humanity, make viral videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I understand the algorithm because I think it changes on a daily. Like no. what we understand about it, you know, is going to be different next week. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't they don't want us to game the system. Yeah. I think they keep it derib like deliberate yeah deliberately opaque. They oh, don't yeah. want you to see through what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt because they're the ones that are you know it's their business. They're making money and we're guests here. You know. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the less we can game it, the less they have to pay us. But exactly, um, and especially recently with that, with the with the child laws or whatever, like I think it changed a lot it, of the algorithm. It did. Like I, I put a couple years ago, I I moved Vance's stuff over to his own channel, oh, and right. it's not monetized yeah. or anything. I just did it because I was it, it didn't fit with my body of work on my channel. So we were like, oh, Vance will just make your own channel and. Kind of like I do my guitar demos on another channel because I don't want to screw up people's feeds and have them see things they don't want to see. Um, and I'm so glad I did that because if all that stuff was still on my channel, it would just make a mess of my, of my. Uh, yeah. You know. 
So now Vance's channel is just gonna just gonna crash and burn and just get eaten by the internet, you know. But um, but you know, but his it could go the other way. It could go the other way. My son, my l- youngest, who's almost three, watches these videos in God knows what language it is. Five hundred million views. You know, he goes from one video to the next that have like a billion views, mm-hmm. forty million views, and it like it's just like sing song nonsense like in russian or in turkish or in god knows what like it's Mm. i don't know how he got there and i can't get out yeah but yeah like millions and millions and millions of views it's crazy yeah it is it is it's a weird it's a weird place it's uh and you know and and well here's another thing that i don't really think i heard it i mean there's all these seminars that went on i of course couldn't go to all of them you know i went to a couple um, but one of the things that that I would always say, and and the one one seminar is Jonathan Katz Moses's thing. He mentioned it too. Is like nobody really understands how YouTube works. If you think you're gonna if you're gonna put your whole business and bank it on on YouTube, that's like the most foolish thing you could possibly do. It's like it's like yeah. throwing all your money on a roulette table and calling out a number that you never doesn't even exist on the table and walking away and saying I'm gonna be a millionaire. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you you don't even know the rules of the game. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can you know I I use YouTube as well primarily because I'm from Second Wave is for sharing and having fun with my friends but but then as I did more of it and got you know better at it and and got a few lucky breaks to where you know I, you know maybe the the cesspool picked it up. Um, it's, it's a tool in the toolbox. What's that? It's, it's part. A, you said it's another a tool. tool, in the tool yeah, box, exactly. But it's it's a um, it's another multi. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in multiple streams of income, and it's an advertising tool. And I and as as long as I can use it, you know, and and use it as a part of my business that's that's enjoyable and profitable, or even just not costing me money like it used to, um, it's great. But if it starts costing me money, I'll I'll still do it. Well, that's crazy. Well, yeah. no, I'll still do it like I did to share, but I won't put as much time and energy into it. I'll just do it the way I used to do it, where I just share. You know. Right. Yeah. So I, I think we spent some time talking about the content creation of Workbench Conference Con Con Con. And, um, how about um, who did you get to see? Tell us. Tell yeah, us. Yeah. Let's tell hear us. some dirt. Let's hear some dirt. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm coughing on that one. Um, I got to see a lot of people. I don't. I, I'm. I'm nervous to go down the rabbit hole of, of names because I don't want to miss anybody. You know what I mean? And like not. They understand. Don't worry. I, yeah, they I, understand. Just tell us. Um, yeah. I mean, I had so so many people. What the the highlight for me um, of that was seeing Izzy Swan. I didn't even go though. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a highlight. The second highlight for me <laughs> <laughs> was was seeing was seeing Izzy because I hadn't seen Izzy in a couple years in person. Uh, I I love Izzy to death, and uh, and to see him up and walking, uh, and, yeah. and just just being Izzy. Uh, it just like it just made me so happy that you know to just get. I didn't get to you know spend a ton of time with him. I just like as soon as I saw that he was there, I just he was in the middle of doing something he, and he was like talking to those people. I just ran up. I just said, "I'm not interrupting your conversation. I'm just giving him a hug." And I just like hugged him and then ran away again. And um, <laughs> you know, so that was uh, that was definitely. Um, and then of course, like Jimmy and Bob were there. Um, and um, I mean, I, like I said, I don't want to. I don't even want to like go down the name. The name good thing. Oh, another cool thing for me though, I'll, I'll, I'll do some personal stuff. Is that I was hanging out with, um, you know, Chris and Pat from uh, from Maker Made CNC uh, because they were the ones I went there with, and so of course we spent some time. And uh, you know, they're uh, especially Chris. Pat is in the business kind of from another side of it. He's not like from the maker, but Chris is like he makes stuff. You know, he has like patents like for a company. Oh, you yeah. know, he uh, makes stuff. Yeah, he like makes stuff. Like he. You know, and and um, and, and the, the guys that own that company, like they're just they're just guys like us, and like in a garage, like trying to make you know better CNCs and better three D printers, and and like you know talking about you know going around and and just being like you know why is that switch there when it should be like uh, like Chris is like number one for that, um, like he actually he wanted to he wanted to rent a Tesla to drive from the uh, the airport, so he rented the Tesla X. Um, because he's like, I, I want to try one out. He's like, well, while I'm throwing all this money out the window, I might as well rent the most expensive car possible, you know? And so he picked, nice. picked me up in the airport at a Tex- in a Tesla X. And uh, all we did for the whole drive to the, from the airport is just like, find everything wrong with that car because there's a lot wrong with it. Um, and <laughs> and uh, for the There's also a lot right. Oh, there's a lot right. Um, uh, what I, my, primary, my primary complaint with the car is that it's, it is, which is, of course, 
yeah, everybody is like, duh, is that it's not designed to, to save energy. It's designed to be a rich person toy that impresses rich, you know, other rich people with their tech. That's really what it's designed to be. If they were trying this to... This is the if, sport utility one? Yeah, if, they were, if yeah. they were trying to create a car that could, that could outdo gas... They wouldn't put a 20 by 40 screen in the thing then have it lit white the whole time you know what i mean like they wouldn't make it so you have to use electricity to open the doors and all these things like all these energy sucking things and i know that they're all you know micro watts you know and but you start adding them up and it becomes you know it's like pennies become a dollar you know um <laughs> thank god tim complaint. is still tim yeah honestly <clears throat> you know what i did the i did some of the math on this because a buddy of mine um wasn't it wasn't a, a tesla x it was a nissan leaf mm-hmm. But so he was spending three hundred dollars a month on gas hmm. on a three hundred and fifty dollar leased car. The Leaf was seven hundred dollars a month, but to recharge it every night and whatever, and based on our electricity costs, was it would cost him twenty seven dollars a month to drive it. Right. So it was basically the same cost wash. for a three hundred fifty dollar. Yeah. yeah, it was a wash. And, and he, I guess he gets to feel good about himself, but it's the same thing. Like, it depends on what you're charging that, that d- car with every night. Like, who cares if it's using up that battery power, if you're charging it up with hydroelectricity or wind power or solar. Yeah. And I think also it's also about the halo effect. You know what I mean? Make make a car that rich people like because that's aspirational. Well, that's that's the, what everybody wants to drive. And it's also, it's it's the, I mean, that's what we were discussing too and it is, that's the proof of concept and it's the showing the tech off and then and then it, it filters down to us commoners. It trickles down, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know. But it's when you, when you're in a, a foreign city that you don't know and you just think there's going to be a place to plug this car in wherever you go and there isn't um, and when you find one that the nearest one and it's and it doesn't work and you find the next one and it turns out you actually need an account like it's not like you just swipe your credit right. card you have to create like a debit system like uh like you know it was like uh, this whole hassle and then it's like then you're driving around trying to figure out how to do this and your battery you know keeps going down and down and you have to push buttons to open and close doors it's a little frustrating you know okay uh, that is frustrating but i mean that's all but obviously we that do works remember well that we are in the we are at the beginning of this yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. i mean as yeah. far as but you know i i, I hate i hate to poop on the Tesla, because <laughs> I, I love. Yet here we are. I, I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop. Maybe I'll stop. I, I just expected more from it. Maybe it's too much hype. You know, like um, Pat's sitting in the front seat, and like it's got this beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful things about it. You know, beautiful like extended uh, windshield goes up over your heads and lets all this natural light in. But that means you can't hang a um, a, a sun visor, so you have to put it off the side. And you, and you flip it over and it like magnets onto the glass like magically, you know, super cool. And it's got these LEDs in it that are, and then he can't get the, it's like, he's trying to close it up and put it away. Like the LEDs wouldn't turn off and he's like fidgeting with it. And I felt like we were in like a, like a 1987 Nissan Stanza or something, like trying to watch him like hold <laughs> this thing up. You know what I mean? And it's like, how dare it's you? Like six, Nissan Stanza is an American classic. Uh, well, it's a Japanese American classic. But, <laughs> but um, you know what I yeah. mean? But, uh, you know, it was, like, kind of, like, little things. There was just, like, these little things like that. And then, like, the back trunk cover where the, the power cord was, like, like it was the handle was awkward because it was, like, too high-tech. And, again, it's, like, you only have to learn it once. I understand that. But and then you go to lift it up, and it looks like it's hinged, but it's not. It's disconnected. It was, like, a piece of cardboard with, like, like carpet wrapped around it. Like, it was, like, there was a couple things like that about it that I was, like, wow. You know, if I just spent – It's cause, like it's, my it's still new. Well, my, my father-in-law just bought, like, a brand-new Acura – MDX, which is like basically the same car but with gas, and, he, and it right. was like half the price, more than less than half the price. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fit and finish of that thing is like way above that Tesla. Um, how long has Honda been a car manufacturer versus how long has Tesla been a car manufacturer? Oh, va- yeah, valid, valid point. But we also we build our inventions off the backs of the people that invented before. It's like you can go buy a Honda and figure out how they did it. You know? Well, that I mean, I, I, everything I always comes out, and then it's going to be better, right? I mean, your your yeah. first iPhone it. compared to now. Also, right. people don't oh, I know care. It's gonna get they there, want but... the next and best thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's one of the things. One of the things I was saying before about the Tesla specifically is in my area. I've noticed uh, by the airport, Target's got uh, a bunch of charging stations yeah. just for Tesla. And at lunchtime, I'm looking. There's so many people there, backed up, waiting to charge mm. their Teslas, and I'm thinking, well. I wonder why that is. Then I realized that's because so many people who buy Teslas don't have a garage. Right. They they live in condos and they don't have yeah. a place to plug it in. It's like why would you buy an electric car that you can't know that you can charge up overnight? Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because even if they could bring out an extension cord, it's only going to be a one ten volt, 
and it takes something like nine hours to charge it up from empty well, on a 110 you, or that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my dads has bought the Volt, right? But he bought the 220 charging station to put in the garage. Yeah. Mm. And the thing right. told him at night, it's like, hey, I'm charging now. And then at 6 a.m., there'll be a text message, just to let you know, I'm, I'm all done, ready to go. But I mean, <laughs> he thought about that ahead of time, and he had a place to do that. So many people are right. like, I'm buying a Tesla. This is so cool. And I'm wondering, mm. does... Do the salesman say, hey, don't worry about it. There's charging stations everywhere. I don't even know if they charge yeah. them for it. I think it might be free if you're a Tesla owner. It wasn't free no, for they, us, they but they it charge. wasn't a Tesla station oh, okay. specifically. You know, There's um, there's this YouTube channel that I watch, and it's called 8-Bit, 8-Bit Guy. And he has another one called 8-Bit Keys. Anyways, one of his passions along with uh, vintage computer hardware and uh, vintage keyboards, like uh, musical keyboards, is uh, electric cars. He actually owns like six or seven of them, and he rents them out on uh, what's the Airbnb of cars? What's that called again? Truvo. Turo. Yeah, Turo. I think that's where right. This so he rents them out on Turo. From. Yeah. Anyways, so um, so I, he did a whole twenty-minute episode on like basically the status of electric cars in the U.S. and like how all of the charging stations work. Like he goes into the tech and like. Not all 220 is the same. You can get a 220 that's 15 amp, and then there's 220 that goes all the way up to like 150 amps. So you can charge this car in like 20 minutes, or you could charge it in like, you know, five hours. So even if it's 220, it's different, and there's like superchargers, and there's all this different stuff. Hmm. And there's a website you can go onto, and you just, it's basically Google Maps, except someone has put the markers on where all the charging stations are. So if you know you're going somewhere, you could drive across the streets no problem in an electric car. Right. And well, that was, you're in another I city, you just see where the In a place is. like the Bay Area, you're going yeah. to wait. You're going to wait. I don't care how many charging stations are out yeah. there. There's people waiting for them because there's that many people here. And the, the, no doubt. The problem we had is that, like, he rented the car, but nobody, the guy just dropped it off. He's like, here you go. Like, there was no discussion about, like, oh, yeah, you need to do this, that, and the other thing. So he had never charged an electric car. He was renting it because he wanted to experience it. Uh. So he, when we finally found the charging station that worked and created an account to charge it, and plugged it in. We're going yeah. to have dinner for two hours, you know, and we come back and it wasn't like on high speed charge. It was like, it only charged like 12%, right. you know, in like two hours, uh, you know. So it was like basically all yeah. the energy we wasted driving around trying to find the darn thing. <laughs> so we got back. <laughs> so he was like, what a he's like, I'm just going to take a taxi to the airport and just leave it here and tell the guy to come pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, he didn't give it to you with a full charge? Uh, well, it was it, close to a full charge because it was full charge, but then he drove to the drop off point. And then right. Chris drove it a little, and then he drove back to the airport to pick me up, and then drove back, and then we drove around a little bit, and so by the time then it was down to like it had like 50, 60 miles in it, so it was like uh-huh. enough to get back to the airport once for him, but he can't bring it back dead, you know? Right? So. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And plus, where was work back trying to get? Was it Atlanta? It was in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not a great city for vegetarians. Joel? I did see Joel. <laughs> I did see Joel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I mean, there's there's Sterling? so many people. I did not see Sterling, but I mean, there were so many people that he might have been there. I don't know. I saw. I saw um, Carmichael. Uh, he was there for a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wesley Treat, my best friend. Um, <laughs> I really feel he's more like my best friend. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Will White, J.K. Canvas. Awesome. Saw him there. Uh, lots of people. Lots of people. Hmm. Anyways, Too many. glad you had a good time. And it was uh, a learning experience all around. Yeah, I got to I got to hang out. You know, Paul was there, uh, and Zach ZH Fabrications. I got to I, I love Zach. I love He's Zach. a great guy. I got to spend some time talking to him, which I don't get to do too often. Um, yeah, that guy's metal. Yeah, <laughs> we bonded on Tom Waits. Uh, both big Tom Waits mm. fans. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great, you know, uh, and it, it, like for me again, it was like the the most interesting part was um, was those inspirational hangs with people that are obsessively weird about something that I didn't think about that much until now, you know. Uh, and I geeking out, man. Yeah, and I like to think I do the same thing for other people by being obsessively weird and about what I am, you know. Well, for sure, I, I, I guarantee mean, I can agree that you are obsessively weird. Well, thank you. Yeah. Look, just like any other, you know, community, like the people make fun of comic books, whatever, you know, like mm. we geek out about stuff. We geek out about the gear, about the tools, about, mm. you know, wood, about metal, about whatever the case may be is. And, you know, like we, we dive into that world and it's amazing to be able to share that with people, yeah. especially since uh, most of the people in our lives uh, don't get it. Yeah. Mm. Our, our actual inner circle doesn't get that. Well, that's, and that's, that does. 
a lot of the people yeah. a lot of the people that were there that you know that's that's one of the reasons they go and like and then they get there and they're like oh my god I'm not a weirdo after all and it's like no you still are it's just that there's more of you, <laughs> you <know>? um, <laughs> exactly you know and then uh, uh, Sammy and Corey from Avid C&C were there uh, the, you know a company I work with which and I, I love those two they were, it was great to see them um, and then Total Boat was there um, you know thinking of people that like that I work with and Mike Mills is like the boss man over at Total Boat and he's like He's uh, he's just such a such a nice guy. So so sincere and supportive, and like one of those like guys that just with more ideas than there's time, you know. Which I love talking to people like that. Um, oh yeah, and Isotunes was there, and so I got to uh, I got to talk to them a little bit, um, which was cool because they did some work with the podcast, and so maybe we'll uh, and they still they still sponsor our podcast to this day. They're one of our top Patreon supporters, uh, so it was nice. That's another company that's only like. They've only been around for like three or four years, and when they started, they were just like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to jump right in the maker community. We're not going to waste our time with, with you know, giving money to advertising, you know, campaigns to, you know, all these, like, places outside of the – we're going to go straight to the source, you know. So um, that was pretty cool. And I might have made – we'll see. I met some – maybe potentially some new contacts for people uh, to work with in the future on my channel. So we'll see. I mean, because that's another – that was another part of it because there were vendors there. and Oh, and I got to meet Andy Klein. Um, oh, yeah. which here's nice. here's what a moron I the am. inventor. Yeah, so if you don't know the who Andy Klein is, he's like he invents tools and makes tools better, um, and he's just like like brilliant. And so he was there with a I, I can't remember the name of the company, but they make a tool. It's like a feather board with a magnet on it, kind of like how you lift the lever and the magnet you know disengages. Mm -hmm. um, so he was there because oh, he's, one of those. he's been it was great. It, he's been working with them, but so he's talking to Paul, and I'm I'm talking. Then they later I end up talking to him. And he's, you know, showing he, how he made this tool, and he's working with this company. And I'm looking at it, like, oh, it's really cool. I was like, yeah, you know, I've dabbled in making tools. I made a, I made the square thing. And um, he's like, oh yeah, cool, you know. And I was like, yeah, it's it's interesting <laughs> to me. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, so I'm like, you know, I'm kind of a big deal in the tool making world, is what I'm saying. And, you know, <laughs> I didn't really say that. But then I, yeah. after having this conversation, I yes, looked at his did. name tag and I saw who he was. And I was like, oh my god, like I'm talking to the tool making god about my stupid piece of flat metal. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> you must have hobbled for the rest of the show I with am, your other foot in your mouth. I am still, yeah, it's still stuck in there. I'm still limping. No, but I, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I'm not like, I wasn't like talking like a like a jerk or nothing. But it was just like I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize I'm talking to the tool maker guy. And so then I picked his brain a little bit and uh, I talked about some stuff that I've been thinking about doing. And he's a very very nice guy, very supportive. Um, actually, just I, mm. so I got his address and I just mailed him a square today because he doesn't have one. So I so I was like excited to send him one. Uh, I was like, yeah, here is like, man. I was like, play with this for a while and like, and tell me what you hate about it, you know, like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. tell me what you would do better. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> By the way, next week he's gonna release the Klein. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be mine, but it's gonna hover and make your Tesla get five hundred miles to the charge. <laughs> it's gonna sell millions of them. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts it at an angle, you fold it, and it turns into a box. Right. Um. That's too funny. All right, we should wrap um, it up. Okay, awesome. It's getting late. Let's wrap it up. Um, let's see here. Uh, iTunes review review. There is one. It's from Germany. <clears throat> so I guess I'll read this. Um, looking, uh, sorry, really looking forward to hear Phil read this out. Now, there's a lot of German here. <laughs> you can do it. I will try. Um, but I'm going to embarrass myself. Ein ganz großartiger Podcast mit drei wirklich liebenswerten Personen, Lichtenkeiten, jeder für sich schon sehr. Und, okay, anyways, I ran it through really uh, Google good. Translate. That was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, a really great podcast with three really lovely personalities. Everyone is very entertaining, but here it makes a combination of the three individuals worth listening to. I hope you will stay with us for a long time. I really enjoy listening to you on long car journeys. Uh, thank you very much, Thorsten Stur. Thumbs up from good old Germany. Uh, and it says at the end, keep up the good work and be good. <laughs> so oh, nice. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you, very thank much. you uh, Thorsten. Thank you, Thorsten. Said, yeah. right? Thorsten. Very, thank very you, kind Thorsten. words. And uh, I do expect to... Danke, Shane. Danke. Danke. Yeah. Yeah. Danke, Shane. I expect to see some, um, some uh, writing coming in from Norway, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skull, skull. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. See some Norwegian reviews of, from uh, I just had to look at Eidsvall, Norway, spe uh, specifically. Yeah. That'd be the nice, the nice some city Viking to hear from. Reviews. Three cool marshmallows. Talk Viking about woodworking. Yeah. And also South Ozone Park, New York. Waiting to hear from you guys. 
something hey, yo. something weird happened yeah. there that <laughs> there's like this one neighborhood. Well, is that a real place? I, is that a real Portland. place? South Let, Ozone. South Ozone Park, New York. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that while you guys say what you've been watching. Well, I haven't been watching anything, but I want to say, uh, Portland, come on, my West Coast com- comrades, you guys need to send out some reviews here. You guys like the top city. Oh, it's in Queens. Let's it's hear a, from you. It's a district in Queens, Queens, New York. I was thinking it was like upstate, but it's like a district in Queens, like South Jamaica, Ozone Park, South Ozone Park. It's right next to, huh. it's, oh, here's, ah, I know why, I know why, you know why? You know what it's right next no. to? JFK. Oh. oh, so people are at the airport and they're watching. People flying, listening. listening. People flying in and out. So, so listeners from all over the world, all the people from Edisvall, Norway, that are flying into New York, so they're getting two ticks. That's what it is. Super interesting. Makes sense. Yeah, it's JFK. Wow, look at this. See, I told you that was interesting. Aren't you glad I did that new segment? Uh, I like that yeah. segment. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Let's. Okay. So Sounds now, great. is there like a rivalry between like Norway and Sweden? Like, let's see. Like, come on, Sweden. See if you can beat 115. <laughs> well, there could be now. There could be now. That's very funny. Um, okay, so what grabbed your attention this week? Bill, you said nothing? I, You know, I've, I've been busy with family and working on my table. I just I haven't really been, other than paying attention to you and Tim, I don't pay attention to much. I, I wasn't scolding you. I just wanted to make sure I didn't gloss over yeah. you when moving over to Tim. Timothy, please go ahead. Uh, I mean, I you know, Workbench Con, of course. Like, I think I... I uh, oh, yeah, that makes know. sense. Oh, I did want to say that... <laughs> in, interestingly enough, though, um, I mentioned uh, I mentioned Rex Kruger a couple weeks back. Uh, I mentioned Rex Kruger I, a couple weeks ago. We mentioned Rex Kruger a couple weeks ago. you talking about my best friend Rex? I'm talking about yes, your best friend Rex. Yes, I remember. So, so he's a few weeks back on the podcast, and maybe it'll take him a few weeks to hear this, but so he messaged me. He's like, oh, hey, I... Yeah, you know, I heard you mention me. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've been watching your stuff for a while. And, you know, we were, we, I'm from Connecticut originally, so we have that in common. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm just like, what town? Because I know every town. I figured I'd have some anecdote for whatever town. And so he says, yeah. he says, Newtown, which is the town that I graduated from high school in. <laughs> so he's actually from the same town wow. as me. He graduated from the same high school as me, but seven years later. His brother was apparently in high school around the same time as me, and his brother now owns the gas station body or repair shop next to the market that I worked at in high school, right? So this is so Kevin Bacon, and it gets even weirder. There was a there was a guy that had been working pumping gas at that gas station, um, like when I was there. Like he he was there since I can remember, like before I was driving. And stuff, and so I said that well, you know he said he owns this gas station. And I was I was like, wait, you mean the one that? And I, I typed the guy's name and used to work at, and he wrote back, he's still there. <laughs> guys, been pumping gas in the same place for at least thirty six years. Well, I hope that all of our place. listeners were were sitting down because that was crazy. It, to me and Rex, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unnamed man pumping gas for 36 years. <laughs> Details at 11. How about you, Phil? Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Um, I've been watching this channel, and let me just get the name of it. Uh, damn it. I've been watching a ton of it, and it's like 30-minute long video, so it's like no joke. Um, every single one. Where is it? Fall Line Ridge. And it's a guy who lives on a farm, although this channel is not about farming, it's about milling wood. He's got a wood miser, mm-hmm. and on his, he's got acreage, and he's got trees. And the first part of the video is him going into his own private forest with his, like, 1930s Ford tractor, him cutting down a tree, pulling it out, putting it on the wood miser, slapping it up, and then he talks about the wood, and then that's the end of the video. And I've watched probably 17 hours of this. <laughs> is, uh, is it he and his wife? I haven't seen the wife, but there's a wife and there's a little kid, and they're usually in the window waving. Very much like that that I started watching. It was him and his wife, and it, yeah, it's just he's a, a lumber. Oh, woman. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, you're seeing the one where they're inside of a building, and then they slab it, and then she pulls it off of the wood miser and puts the slab into the edging machine. Some of it, some of it, he's doing. He's yeah, doing yeah. firewood in the outside. He's got this real neat conveyor belt thing where he the, yes, the yes, log yes. splitter. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. This is like he's out in the country. He had an LT10. Now he has an LT15. There's hydraulics. <laughs> no, not hydraulics, but there's uh, the gantry moves with 
anyways. Mm. Yeah, the new I'm, one. The I'm new one's re- automatic. It just runs right down, like if, like fast too. It's crazy. There was yeah. at the, when I was at the woodworking yeah. show in January, they had one running. I was like, whoa, yeah. like that's that's the slab now. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And the other thing I've been binging on is because I'm Canadian, I've been watching a lot of hockey videos. Mm. There's this guy called Pavel Barber, and he's like, uh, basically, he's a stick handling like guru. He's insanely good at stick handling and like trick shots and stuff, and he's awesome. If you like hockey, check out Pavel Barber. Um, and uh, that's what I've been watching. Uh, our websites. Oh no, wait, we didn't do a weekly tip segment. Okay, I got it. I have a quick one. Um, oh good, hit me. Uh, I spent on my list for a while, but but Bill kept having really good ones. So, um, I I have a package. I picked them up at the supermarket once of like a hundred bamboo skewers. Um, I got them for like a dollar, you know, and uh, and so they're great because they're about twelve inches long, and um, they're great for stirring stuff, and they're sharp for poking stuff, and they're sharp. They have that little skinny end, so if you need to really do detail work, you can use like a little paintbrush almost. You know what I mean? Uh, with mm-hmm. the skinny end or yeah. the wide end, Bill has gotten up to go show us his jar full of bamboo skewers. But Bill... Oh, those are bamboo skewers, yes. Yeah, thank, good thing you brought those over because that's helping everybody else visualize them. So... so. <laughs> <laughs> and in the pre-show, he mentioned how we make fun of him for doing this. Yeah. Specifically yes. Tim. Here but, we are. But so, Bill, as you know, uh, so you use it and then it... it oh. Yeah. You use it and then it dries, right? You, like, And so you can you can cut it and then use it again, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Or do yeah. you just you just throw more? He just nope. jabbed one through his ear hole. Yeah, he's pretending so to stick it through he his can't head. Can't hear you. Yeah. But you know, it's <laughs> no, no, no. I do. I yeah. I'll use one like the whole day if I'm using it. Right. You like you you know you wipe it off. You can cut it off because they're they are somewhat water resistant, so they will you can wipe them off. But sometimes you like some epoxy dries on, so you just cut it. But you know when you cut it, it always um it frays because bamboo is more like a grass, you know. Um, yeah, it is grass. Yeah. So my, my tip is is um, when and don't cut it like don't snap it with your hands, don't cut it with pliers or with a knife. Uh, I use a razor blade and I score it around on all four sides, and then I grab a pair of pliers and break it, and uh, and that gives me a clean edge, so it's not like all stringy when I when I go to use it the next huh. time. So that was my tip. Do you cut it at an angle so it's kind of like a quill? You could do that. I haven't done that, but I like that idea. I like that. Yeah, cut so it at like a bias. Can, can I um? Can I uh, uh, enhance this tip? Please. This you'll love no. this because it's it, this. This is actually um, uh, upcycling. Zip ties. Mm-hmm. In that same can, I have zip ties that I've used, and I cut the end off, and I save the end to use as like a steer stick, and uh, they're just it's just oh, handy yeah. as well, especially like with glue and everything else. So zip ties, you can actually save that thing, save a couple that you clip off, and you can use those. Is anything stir stick a sample thing for paint whatever? Yeah, hmm. that is good because like stuff doesn't stick to it. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's plastic. I had mentioned that a few months back that we had gotten in one of those edible arrangements and they have those plastic uh, skewers that they put yeah. all the fruit on and I had saved all those for that for that same purpose because they're plastic and so for certain things, but they're not flat. They're like kind of have like bumps in them. So the I like the uh, the zip tie a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I take back my no from earlier. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, that brings us to our websites. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com uh, or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, hit up uh, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com and there is a button where you can click on it. It will launch iTunes and then you can leave us those five-star reviews which we will read out loud. And uh, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to keep these three guys uh, on the air. Also, I love tradespeople and have a great week, guys. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>